1: And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited
0: talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. People aren't forcing sex on boys at such a young age. I feel like even in, in our Latino culture, mm-hmm. it was just like... Macho. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if a boy, get oh, get him a prostitute at 12. What? you know, He has to become a man. Well, I-
2: not in Ohio, honey. Exactly. But in,
0: in <laughs> other countries, son. you know, it's just yeah, like yeah. normal. Let's 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 bring them into manhood. <music> I'm honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers and I'm a body positive advocate.
2: I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, this is, is Life, Life in Spanglish. In Spanglish. Is that what you're gonna well, do? Well, I'm do? swallowing. Pause. Honestly, a <laughs> girl can't eat. Didn't I tell her she could eat her food, I know, Andrew?
0: He said three, two, one, in the mic. I know. Off. As
2: soon as I put the thing in my mouth, okay, we're good.
0: Pause again, Carolina. Pause. All types of flags on Carolina mm-hmm. on this morning. This is live in Spanglish. I'm Honey German, and I'm Carolina Bermudez. And um, here we are again, dedicating our time to you guys because you love this so much.
2: I'm so excited to see you. I missed you. I missed you too. I but haven't seen
0: you in two weeks.
2: I felt like I was with you though because the pajama jam jam. Oh. I was like watching all of those videos while I was at home. The
0: pajama it- jam was lit, with the exception with some adult brownies somebody brought, and then the party became a mess.
2: Why would that be? I would welcome the brownies. Bro,
0: everybody became kind of like zombie like. Really? Oh, I then think then that's the, a bummer. I think the brownies were too cut too big.
2: Okay. It's
0: like full blown like entire like loaves. A brownie, you're okay, supposed to have like a little nibble or a something. Little
2: nibble. Yeah, you don't go there. And here's fools. the crazy
0: thing I don't think some people even knew that they were adult brownies. Oh no, so it was even more fun.
2: Well, that's a lawsuit. All right, let's move on. Also, uh, no. me, I
0: got no type of insurance <laughs> yeah. to pay y'all with.
2: No, you guys looked so cute. You looked like you rang in the new year in a great way. Yeah, yeah,
0: we did. We had a good time. You know, Christmas, my birthday, New Year's, it was all bundled up together. So yeah. I had a long two weeks.
2: And your birthday dress, we have. Who was the designer of this dress?
0: That was a Badgley Mishka mermaid gown.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Listen, my birthday's on New Year's Eve. I cannot, you know, I got to go big or go home. I can't do these type of things.
2: That's where I went. Someone's home. So I wasn't wearing any Badgley Mishka (laughs) gowns anywhere. (laughs) I think I wore uh, H&M, actually. Okay, that'll work. was all good.
0: I had to... For my, it's weird for my birthday because I feel like I got to do the most. Like I got to do hair, I got to do makeup. It's New Year, New right. Me, my birthday, and yeah. I did the most. But you I, don't, did but it. I, I just went to like a, a club in Manhattan.
2: No, but you were super cute, and I'm glad for you. I, I was Thank excited you. to see you enjoying yourself. And on my your friends birthday. dressed up too. That's so great. They're Ashley
0: like, looked good. Bella looked good. Wait,
2: why does her husband look like Jason Derulo? <laughs> like if you look really fast, like if you guys, we're gonna put up a picture of Ashley. Please. She's and, darling. And it's
0: gotta be a picture of her husband with the curls. He cut off the curls. Yeah. He's, I was Mexican. Like, and he had these beautiful curls, and now they're gone. And I I'm like, and now I you're like, just plain black.
2: No, he he looked. <laughs> I looked and I had to do a double take because he had that long jacket on. He was Ooh. looking all like super fly. He was, I was trying like, okay. to
0: style on us. That's what he was trying to do. All
2: right. And don't, I did, don't think I didn't see Noonie in his sequence.
0: You already know. You know, I dragged him. I was I like, listen, loved it. DJ Self don't taught us well. We need one of them glittery jackets. Oh,
2: is that what DJ Self had one? Yes, oh, always. Oh my gosh, DJ Self it.
0: is the king of like jackets and blazers. He, he be crushing the game.
2: Well, you know what? We are coming in on the new year and um, I had some time to actually relax, which was That's really good. lovely and beautiful. I won't say that I'm well rested. I'm more rested. Well, you have two little ones. Is a better way to put it? Yeah. They were all over me. But like, a lot of people are still talking about the R. Kelly documentary, which I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't mention it. Yeah, that's too topical.
0: It was six full hours, very intense, and it happened the past three days, so it's like, it's still very fresh in everyone's mind.
2: Right, but I mean, I only made it to the third episode because it was so disturbing, and my did, husband... Did you
0: watch three hours? Is that what you did? One, one two, one, and then... two
2: three. Yeah, yeah. Three that, hours? Okay, I, yeah.
0: watched, I watched all six. I had to see this all the way through like last year.
2: Okay. Because I've always
0: been, you know, very in tune with current events and what's happening and since I was a little girl I remember the R. Kelly you know drama and trials so I really wanted to see it all the way through but it's it's disturbing it's to say the least
2: so disturbing and you know the one thing my husband and I were watching it together because I told him I was like just watch this thing with me he rarely ever sits down to watch stuff like that and he just said he was like are you even like mentally prepared to watch this because he knows I'm an empath like I feel things and I, I could feel myself getting upset listening to the survivors and what they went through and um on the third hour I was like I just can't I can't watch it anymore I had to turn it off but you know the thing that I think a lot of people need to actually learn from this you know you can talk about the culture you can talk about the industry but like how do you prevent something like this happening how do you have the talk with your daughters how do you have the talk with your sons because the responsibility is there too you know to have a healthy relationship and I think this all stems back to if you haven't seen the documentary I think it all goes back to him being molested at a young age and then Mm -hmm. he formed thoughts about sex and you know I'm paraphrasing here but you know I think that the biggest takeaway for me was how do I talk I don't have daughters how do I talk to my nieces and protect them from situations like this happening because you can get caught up a lot of those girls said you know I just got caught up in it you can I didn't know how to get away and it's crazy because you know
0: as family you think you're doing the right thing you think you're protecting your kid but then you know an adult comes Around and, and everything changes for your child. You it know? changes for everybody's life. The whole entire spectrum of their life and how it's going to turn out can change or will change. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's crazy because it, it does start with home life. It does start with family. It started like that for him, you know. Not to say that that's the reason why he did the things he did, but right. being molested at seven years old as, as a little boy this, obviously
2: it's going to leave a mark. Yeah. It's, it's
0: already traumatizing, you know, and, and it's, it's common. It happens a lot. Children are molested. And, and with seven, is that a lot of them don't speak out, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't get the treatment that they need, and correct, then, and then it, it transpires through a whole entire life. It's like you're molested as a young girl, and then you think you know sexual acts are normal at ten, and then mm-hmm. you're pregnant by twelve, and Ugh. then you're prostituting by fifteen. You know, it's it's we got to figure out a how to try to avoid it, and, and b how to seek you know treatment for someone that has mm-hmm. experienced such a, a a traumatic you know situation.
2: Well, I think when you're young, you know, just speaking for myself, when I was younger, you know, we were actually talking about this, how you you thought you were so grown and, you know, you thought you had all the answers and, you know, I certainly did too. But what I think it is, it's a self-esteem issue a lot of time for young ladies. You know, it's like if you empower your young daughters or your nieces or your, you know, grand, granddaughters. To think, like, I'm worth so much more than this, you know, then maybe they won't go down a a particular path. But it's like when you get that attention as a young lady and here's somebody who's famous that's giving you this attention who maybe could help you in the future. I'm just saying from the Mm -hmm. perspective of these young ladies, you know, so it's like, gosh, how do you prevent something like that from happening? Well, if we had the answer, you know, nothing like this would happen. But you don't you don't have the answers, you You know.
0: I luckily wasn't, you know, exposed to anything like that as a child, Mm -hmm. but it came from my parents being very overprotective
2: but don't you think that can don't you think that that can kind of like I don't know that can backfire
0: now as an adult I look back and I'm like it's perfectly fine what they did because they protected me from you know being abused or being touched or finding myself in like my friend's house while her father is touching me overnight Mm -hmm. and nobody knows because Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to sleep out of my house
2: girl come on
0: I wasn't. I wasn't
2: allowed to spend the night anywhere.
0: Anywhere. My mom didn't want me even, like, playing with boy cousins, you know? And back then, I just thought, like, wow, my mom's mind is so perverted. She thinks everything is going to be about sex. But now that I think back on it, it's like at 12 years old, I was fully developed. I was a girl, Mm -hmm. you understand? I would attract a male cousin, you know, that wouldn't know the difference of, like, no, this is my family. Maybe I shouldn't touch her. So it's like I'm grateful for my mom. Mm -hmm. And and some people find this weird, but my mom wouldn't even let me sit on my father's lap. Right. Right. Like she was just like, yeah, I understand that is your father. But there's also instances of fathers molesting their oh, daughters. Yeah. So I don't even want to arouse that type of like interaction between you and your dad. So you're not allowed to sit in your father's lap. You're not allowed to come out of the bathroom in a towel. Mm-hmm. Like we would have to get dressed in the bathroom. Really? Yes. Our, wow. our nightgowns were not allowed to be any type of see-through. Once you had boobs, you needed a training bra and you would not be allowed to go without it. You know, my mom was very, very aware of child molestation and of, of family doing this. It's right. very common for this to happen within families, and it's very common for families not to pursue legal action and let this, you know, fester for decades. And, and, it's true. And then force you to be around, you know, your molester because he's your first cousin Ugh. and because we didn't want to lock up your cousin because your moms are sisters. So I, I to bring it back, you know, you have to be very aware, and you have to think about, you know, your kids. Your kids yeah. kids, regardless of how you feel, because I felt like, wow, I want to sleep in my cousin's house, and I i You're
2: wanna. a mean mom. My mom was always so... So mean. My mom, like, I was the kid that was playing shirts and skins with my brothers until I got booblets. And then she was like, you got to put a shirt on. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I was like a wild girl, yeah, you, you know, were. and yeah, I, I mean, can see it. I was always flirting and, you know, they tried to do things. And that's where I say it almost backfires because your parents can be strict. And it almost entices you to do the what's worse, you know? So I was that girl that was, like, trying to sneak out, but then we got an alarm. So I was like, damn, how do I get past the alarm, you know? I was always thinking of something. So I don't know. I, I believe that when I was younger, I think that my mom and dad tried to prevent so many things from happening to me, but I was just so stubborn, and I, I really did. I was very headstrong. Like, I thought I had all the answers, you know? But um, thank goodness, and I always look back, and I reflect, and I thank God, like, that nothing happened, you know? When I was younger, but man, you know, you you look at some of these young ladies, and it's like, oh, I wish I could have helped you. You know, like you yeah. wish that somebody could have helped them. So, it's no doubt going to be a story that continues in the industry. I know is trying to wrap their heads around it. I know we are going to feel a lot of it just from being in radio. No,
0: yeah, most definitely. And I'm I'm, I'm very proud of John Legend and I'm Dream Hanton and everyone who is involved in this project. For sure. And you know, one thing that I I did find a little bit disconcerting and kind of like distasteful was you know a lot of people with the victim shaming and a lot of people with the memes you know I oh, refrain how dare I refrain from posting any memes and I'm not gonna lie some of them were funny but I'm like you guys are being so like distasteful well but also like point. put
2: yourself in their position or why don't you think if that was your sister or your daughter or you know somebody that you were close to in your family so I can't get down with that
0: it's weird because when it comes to celebrities people always want to take the celebrity side mm-hmm. and they're always they're, they're all liars. You know, let's take Bill Cosby for example. Correct. Oh, we love Bill. They're they're crucifying Bill. Okay, so you mean to tell me like three dozen women are lying on Bill. It's like mm-hmm. not two of them are telling the truth. So it's weird because when it comes to celebrities, people just rather take their side, even though these are celebrities they never met, just because let's say you like their music or, right. you, or you're, you like their TV show.
2: Which I was shocked to hear that his streaming numbers skyrocketed after the documentary, after the Surviving R. Kelly, the, the whole show show people were saying how the streaming numbers on all these different services People were listening to his music more. I'm like, why? Why would you? If anything, it turned me off. And that's the same
0: thing Jada Pickett-Smith asked last night. She was like, what am I missing here? Why are his streamings up? Like, what are you people doing? Like, we just showed you all of these Survivor stories and here you guys are. real stories? The only thing I can think of to answer Jada Pickett's um, question is maybe people, you know, during the documentary, they said a lot of these songs Mm -hmm. were about young women, about, you know, miscarriages with young women that he wrote them maybe people went back to re-examine the lyrics? That's the only thing. Or to try to figure
2: out what he was going through in his life at that time?
0: I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that's the reason why people were streaming R. Kelly all weekend long, because I would hate to think y'all trying to step to the name of love when he just got exposed for like you know, damaging three dozen women, well, young girls' lives. Yeah.
2: I don't think I need to examine the lyrics of uh, feeling on yo booty. I think I figured it out. (laughs) I think he was feeling on someone's booty that he probably shouldn't have been and boom, there you go. So Enough with him. I mean, I just, I had to bring it up because we were talking about it before in the studio and we were just saying how, gosh, it's just like a story that won't go away. But it's a good thing that it won't go away because now maybe some people will get justice. Yeah. And And that's what I'm hoping for. And, you know,
0: good for them. I sympathize with the parents so much. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that came up was why can't we separate his music from who he is? I can't. I can't either.
2: I can't. I'm sorry. I'm, I
0: wish I could, but I really, really, I really, really couldn't.
2: Well, I think that there's a lot of people who are referencing to, you know, if you go back into the 90s and the early 2000s, you know, and you think of Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's still that hesitation for me whenever I hear a song and I'm really? like, mm,
0: mm. a lot of people leave Michael out of this.
2: And let's talk about it. You know what I mean? There are many, many people who came forward and said the same kind of stories about him. So, you know, I don't speak ill of the dead. I know he's not here to defend himself but you know there's a lot of people who will still support the music the music and they can forget about the person and what they may have done but i simply can't do it i can't do it either I just, yeah. i'm
0: i'm off r kelly like 1000% you know i'm super pro woman I don't want women being abused, being mm-hmm. spoke to, you know, ill, anything like that. So anyone who, who any allegations come up against them, especially when it has to do with the dozens of women, I'm off them. What do I need right. R. Kelly? There's so much great music in this world. Why do I need to Trust listen me. to you remind me of my Jeep?
2: I know, right? And it's like people were saying he's a genius. How is this guy I mean he was catchy, but I mean genius? Yeah. I I'm not I don't give that title very freely. Listen, like, the somebody's a genius. The hip hop
0: and RB community consider R. Kelly like a musical genius. They don't want to. They don't want to let him go.
2: Talented. I'm not going to deny that. I, mean, I think a lot of people are saying that the Me Too movement has now finally hit hip hop. It has because it's they've been kind of flying under the radar for a while with all of this stuff, and now it's almost like what's been done in the dark is now coming to light, and people are talking about it. So you know, I mean, Cardi B even said something.
0: Yeah, I'm very supportive of the Me Too movement. I, I wanted to hit um, you know not every genre of music, but every genre of abuser, predator, and rapist. Every Everyone needs to be held accountable for, for whatever their actions have been right. and any type of violent crimes against women. Yeah. We have to stop you know, covering it up, and, and women have to feel comfortable to come forward. No matter how many years ago, that's another thing. Oh, that was 20 years ago. Now you say something. That's her business. If she right. didn't feel comfortable until 2018... Who's to say she can't tell her story? And, and the victim shaming is at an all time high. That I can't believe. <laughs> oh, of I would
2: actually, you know, that that's something that I just can't wrap my that I can't wrap my head around that more than this other stuff because I don't understand how somebody can make fun of a person who's been victimized and make them feel worse than they already did. It's like, well, then how do you expect other people to come forward with their stories? And that's the
0: main reason why people don't come forward because you know they're made fun of, they're they're painted as liars, they're painted as people that want to sue, that they want to get money. And it's like, we have to stop the victim shaming for 2019. It's like, how do we go and support the person that's being accused of crimes, and then the person that's victimized? Mm-hmm. We, we want to make fun of them. We want to meme them. We want to say they're lying. Meanwhile, yeah. we don't know anything about these stories. No, We were not there. We don't have details. We weren't a judge. We weren't a lawyer. We weren't the person at the hospital that gave her the, the rape kit. Ugh. It's like, let's allow everyone to have their story. For
2: sure. You know, um, I actually read a, it was an article a long time ago, because there was a lot of things that were happening on college campuses which um, I believe John Legend works with one of the organizations that was bringing a lot of those um, accusations to light and if I'm speaking out of turn then I apologize but I believe he he is associated with um, an organization. Now I read an article that really hit me and this was when I only had Noah and it's it was from a psychologist and they said you know we have to have these discussions with our sons because there are two people who take, play, t- take part in this and um, um, and it said it starts very early. So when you're little, something that you mentioned, honey, you go over to your aunt's house and your aunt says, oh, you know, vaya a saludar a tu tío and go sit on his lap. And No, 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 no. No. You have to allow a person to feel their emotions. So if you're a shy little girl and you don't want to go sit in their lap, some mothers would be like, go, go, go do it anyway. So that's basically telling you that my no doesn't mean anything. So it said from the very early age, you have to teach boys and girls. No means no. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're playing Power Rangers. It doesn't matter if you're playing doctor, whatever it is. No means no. And it's something that we talk about with our boys. And I say, when somebody says no, what do we do? Hands off. Hands off, because yeah. you know what. No matter what, it can apply to anything. It can apply to uh, you know two boys playing together and getting too rough, and you know it escalating into something. It can escalate. It can be you know a young man and a little girl, you know, like, like in a relationship. So um, that's one of the things that we're really trying to drive home. And you know, right now my boys aren't aren't at an age that we really have to discuss it. Like we don't watch provocative things, yeah. or they don't even know. I mean, they think kissing is like ooh, you know, whatever they see. My, <laughs> they still uh, find Mark it gross but um but yeah it's definitely a conversation that needs to happen and i think that parents need to take the responsibility as uncomfortable as it is for you it's essential
0: and i'm also glad to see you know that that now People aren't forcing sex on boys at such a young age. I feel like even in, in our Latino culture, mm-hmm. it was just like macho. Yeah. Like yeah. Like if a boy get oh get him a prostitute at twelve, you what? know, he has to become a man. Well,
2: not in Ohio, honey. Exactly. But
0: <laughs> no, in, in other countries, you know, it's just no, like yeah. normal. Let's 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 bring him into manhood. Well you know? it's just and,
2: something you know what it is? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I you know, it's just something that is so beautiful and tender and special and I look back on my first experience, and I know there are so many things that I would have loved to have done differently, but, like, I think that if we have that conversation with, with boys that, you know, it's sweet, it's tender, it's gonna be just as beautiful for you as it is for her if you wait for the right moment and if you do it the right way. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that just there's this exposure to pornography and all of these other things that I have to factor into it. Yeah. Because that's not real love, by the way. It's not. It's not, But when you it comes know? to
0: men, it's like they don't, you know, maybe... Uh, People don't see it as like, oh, it's gonna be about love. It's just gonna be more about like physical. Physical. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's the problem that we've had with boys and boys are, are, are equally as molested as girls mm-hmm. are but I feel like with boys it's just like oh your babysitter touched you or you're, you're a man he's nine or
2: when they say like the Lock teachers do you remember like when the teachers all that scandal those teachers those are scandals, freaks. but those teachers this is the problem now I'm gonna just tell you what I've heard other people say. damn she was hot I'd let her do you know yeah. no not when it's your son when it's your 14 year old son and his 23 year old teacher is coming after him you're gonna have a different perspective at least I I would. Yeah. I would I would smack a hoe. I would get arrested I would be arrested like I said to Mark I'm like if something like that God forbid ever happened I, I, w- I would go to jail but let me ask you
0: a question if, if, if let's say Noah's 15 and his teacher's like a hot 30 year old what would Mark say like
2: do it son see Mark that's the thing it's so funny because Mark is very conservative he and is? I don't want to okay. paint him in this light that he's like not you know a dude but yeah. you know I think Mark, he's very responsible that's you good. know, I he think makes that good he decisions. would. He does. And I think that he would talk to the boys and maybe say the right thing. I think if they were older, it might be different. Yeah. You know, but like he always says to me, my, he went to Tulane for undergrad and he says, I would never allow my daughters to go to Tulane, but our boys, absolutely. And I'm like, well, what's that saying? Like, what, what kind of a message? And I did. I called him on it. I was like, well, what does that say? Like, so the girls can go, you know, so that the boys can be wild with the girls?
0: That's a conversation that we have in my house all the time. My husband's like, I do not want a daughter because I don't want. How to deal with the drama of her being fast, but my son,
2: oh, see, is lit. I'ma teach him everything. See, but you not son... get all the hoes. I'm like, your son's not your homeboy. Your son is your son. He becomes your homeboy after like 18, 21, maybe then. You know what I mean? But like, that's a fine line.
0: There is a lot of double standards when it comes to men totally. and women. Because sometimes I'm watching TV and I'm like, oh my god, this teacher is sick. And Nuni's like, I wouldn't lock her up if she had sex with see, my son. That's it. I'm like, what do you mean? He's 15, she's 30. He's like, who cares? They boys. I'm like, you see, you are part of the problem.
2: And it's that emotional awareness that I think that we forget about with our sons or with our boys to teach them, like, no, there is something really special about being in a relationship. You don't want to hit it and quit it with everybody. You know, (laughs) seriously. And also, don't be getting, I don't want to be a grandma when you're 15 either. It's it's thanks to moms like you,
0: you know, that now understand the value and understand that just because he's a boy doesn't mean like, oh, yeah, have sex with whoever you want. No. Like, are you making out with anybody? He's seven. What do you mean?
2: like? I Stop. feel like that is selling my son short. I feel like that's selling him short. Like just because a girl will allow you to do it doesn't mean you should. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. are you gonna feel about yourself after that's done? You know, I would love to maybe implement those things now, but you know, you never know. And then that's the other thing is that I they're holy individuals. They're gonna make their own mistakes well, and that they're gonna too, do their I made own a thing lot. and I mean, I can try, and you can try to guide and do your best, but in the end, everybody's their own person. So I can only hope that I teach them well and that they'll be good people, you know?
0: You know what's crazy is, like, I have four nephews, and they're all, like, 17, 18, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, listen, be careful, chill out, relax, it's not that deep, you know, go to college, get jobs, get your money, buy your sneakers. Like, to me, sex is so overrated, You know, having been young and having had a lot of friends that had kids as teenagers... I saw really, like, the effect of sex and, and and how it can, you know, sometimes bring you into, like, really dark and, and bad situations that That's you don't true. need to be in at 17 and 18. Like, you have a full-blown scholarship, you know, to Long Island University. Go enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the college experience. Like, don't get caught up just wanting to have sex. I don't know, because I'm older now and sex just really is not a big deal for me anymore. Well, because like, you're allowed to have it. I'm like,
2: it's not that deep, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Since it it's is. like, I can do it
0: whenever I want. I'm like, whatever. I tell them. I'm like, it's not that deep. I guess for them, it is that deep.
2: You know, I would love to get a doctor in here to talk about this because I know the scientific development of a teenager, you know, like they are firing on a different level, hormonally, mentally physically than we are. So it's like to them, love. You remember when you were in love, when you were 14, 15, that was oh, it.
0: Lord, listen, I wanted to run away from home. I just was to be gonna able to marry
2: I was gonna marry Dino. Dino was my man and I was like that Same. is it. We are I'm gonna have a and then I like look, look back, I'm like, you dummy, you know <laughs> You like, mean yes, you but you're but that's what I'm saying. It's like you're passionate. You're feeling all of these things because you're you're still a child. You're still developing.
0: And you're restricted too. Like, I remember one of my first boyfriends was, like, in exile here from from Chicago because he was, like, a gang member and a drug dealer. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, (laughs) oh, okay. I was, like, 17. He was, like, 23, and I wanted to kill my family for not letting me be with him. But
2: he loves me.
0: But now I think back, and I'm like, this was a full-blown drug dealer, like, on the run. He ended up getting locked up for, like, eight years. Well,
2: Thank goodness not with you. Exactly. You know, like you look back and you think, how many times was I in a car when he was like carrying stuff or like, you know, you, girl. Uh, you, you know what's girl? crazy? When he got locked up, he told
0: me, they were like, well, where's the girl that's always with you? Where's the girl that's always with you? But me at like 18, I was like, I'm moving to Florida. I'm going to establish us in Florida and you're going to leave New York in this life of crime. And then I got the call in Florida. You're going to your, fix him. Your man locked up. I'm like, oh, my God. The Build-A-Bear
2: is closed. Goodbye. <laughs> I am not going to fix closed. anything. Oh, my God. Okay? <laughs> I got this. Bye-bye. I don't
0: love my drug dealer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ta-ta for now, honey. Good luck. And, uh, you know, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, you look back, and I think age and hindsight is always 2020. 20, but, you know, if there's anything that I can say to people who are listening right now, and if you do have a daughter or niece or, you know, children of any kind that you could— maybe influence just talk to them
0: make them aware that that's this is wrong what's happening right right now is is wrong if
2: there's an older man or woman that's trying to talk to you there is another reason why and
0: make them feel comfortable with telling you things you know with my niece I've always told her anything you tell me is between me and Mm -hmm. you because sometimes you know kids don't feel that comfortable with parents
2: I would never talk to my mother my sister was my my confidant
0: my older sister too no I'll show you we came in
2: heavy in 2019. Thanks we had a lot, a lot Lifetime. <laughs> My goodness. Are we going to step into the salon let's and take a listener email? Really quick, let's do it because I know that we have. Um, well, you know what? People were complaining that we weren't talking long enough which, by the way, come to my house. My husband's like, she doesn't shut up. So that, You know, that's <laughs> what I told
0: That's what I told Ashley. She's like, well, the episodes aren't long enough. I'm like, you get real life Life in Spanglish episodes every day All that you day, hang out with every me, so day. please shut it up.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So do you want to step in? Go ahead. Dear Honey and Carolina, love you both for being real and for making a podcast that finally gets me. Yay. Um, I'm having an issue with a friend. Let's call her Jan. Jan was dating Javier, but they broke up about four years ago. Mind you, it ended up ugly and the two haven't spoken since the breakup. Oh, Javier passed away a month ago and Jan was posting pictures with the heartbreak emoji. It has me feeling some type of way. Like, you trashed the dude, now you're acting like you're so sorrowful. Am I wrong in feeling like this is fake grief? Am I a bad friend if I think she's acting clownish with this? Love you, ladies. This is from Mary. Mary, you a savage. Yeah, Mary, you took it there, so let's just go, okay? Um, you first.
0: Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's weird because I've had had bad breakups in the past and I'm like this dude's a clown he did this he did that that still doesn't take away from the fact that you know we loved each other Mm -hmm. and maybe we spent uh four years together you don't know how the relationship ended or or why she had negative feelings towards that but somebody dying is really deep you should be allowed to grieve and you should be allowed to post if you want to that that's my social media I post my bagel if I want to I'll post my dead ex-man if I want to so Mm -hmm. You are kind of being like a little bit of a bad friend. Allow her to post whatever she wants. Who cares?
2: Yeah, um, you know what it is? I think that maybe because you saw so much, you have a different perspective. Maybe that's the reason why you can almost be quote unquote judgy. But um, I think it's really hard for anybody to say that someone's being inauthentic when they're grieving someone. You know what I mean? It's like, not I your think call. it's just, yeah, I think that's just so highly personal that, like, it's not fair to comment on it.
0: Yeah, I can tell you this much. I be feeling a certain type of way when some celebrities die and I didn't even know them. Girl. So you're going to tell me, like, I can't feel away when somebody passes away because I didn't know them? She, you know what? she knew them. She could feel away even if she was kind of mad at them.
2: John Mayer just posted something over the holiday break about Mac Miller and he said that some. Magazine reached out to him and asked for a quote on Mac Miller. And he said, you know, I said all that I have to say. He was like, but then he was like, he sat there and he had this like profound sadness because he said when he sat there and thought about it, he didn't know Mac Miller the way that he wanted to. He was grieving the fact that he didn't get to know this person enough. And I am telling you, that hit home so hard for me because recently there was somebody who we lost here in the community that, that we work in in radio. And uh, I won't you know mention any names or anything, but um, it was a person who I'd known for years. Never really was super tight or close with this person, but um, just through the industry, getting to know him, and you know he had such an ebullient personality. He he was larger than life. He really did. And you know when he passed, I felt that, and I and I even said to Cubby and Colleen, I was like, I don't want people to misinterpret me as being like because I wasn't putting on a show or anything. It was just I felt sad. I felt like just heartbroken.
0: And you're allowed to feel these things.
2: But he wasn't my best friend. We didn't even hang out on the weekends or you know what I mean? So it was like I didn't want people judging me for feeling a certain type of way and That's then so I was like so crazy
0: that you yeah. have to feel like people are going to judge you for feeling heartbroken. But then I
2: gave myself the pass and I was like fuck that. I'm going to feel however I want and you know what? I'm going to honor this person and the few interactions that we had that I cherished and I'm going to honor that because I'm you. allowed to do that. You are. You know, but there was just it, it, there was a lot around it so I think Mary just give her a break. It's hard to lose anyone, and I think death is so final. It really is. It's and like, you don't get it until it happens. You don't
0: know if, if if one day I'll reconnect with him, and one day I'll forgive him for what he did to me, or or the brothers. or maybe yeah, and then that, that's stolen from you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I, my sister, someone she dated, died, and and she kept explaining to me like I feel so hurt. That I can never speak to them again. And they weren't together. And she's like, I feel so hurt just knowing that he's no longer on this earth. Like, I will never see this person. I will never be able to pick up the phone and call them. And she just felt such, like, weird pain just thinking of the fact that he left. That's it. It's It's, a loss. It's final. Yeah. It's over forever and ever and ever.
2: Yeah. So... Let her post her heartbreak emojis, girl. You, you can go get her a drink.
0: Yeah, Mary, You on. know?
2: I feel like that's just, like, the right thing to do. Maybe she wanted that old thing bag you wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, I feel like we talked about so much. There were other things that I wanted to ask you, too. I've gotten so much feedback from people. There was one girl who, oh, this is what I was going to ask you. There yeah. was one girl who started, like, quote-unquote, spam-liking my pictures. Not spam-liking, but that's, like, what she people call She to get it, noticed. Right? like, no, listen to me. No, you no, won't no. see me. No, she said that she discovered me through the podcast and she's like I'm sorry for liking so many of your pictures I'm like you're sorry thank you like what are you talking about I love it Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool so please reach out to us and we're gonna start to do stuff on our social media um we're we are l life and spanglish podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to email us.
0: If you want to step into the salon and you want some advice, send us an email. You could be anonymous.
2: That's right. You don't have to give us your real name. And then also on socials, we're at L.I. Spanglish. So um, subscribe and rate and review the podcast. And also we got to get pictures done, girl. Oh, we
0: need to, listen, new year, new us. No, I
2: mean, I need that Ashley Vera to come and fix my face. And you know what? I need a little, like, you know, wardrobe We, I, we really do. We, we really got to get do. this thing popping.
0: Please, Andrew, we need some red bottoms. Can we get a couple <laughs> boxes ma'am to us?
2: S- thank you. Next.